Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast. I have Scarlett Raven. Uh, she's an author and founder of White Fox Medicinals. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, psilocybin, and the website that she gave me is psilocybinchocolate.com. So, Scarlett, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me, Richard. Yeah, what's, what's your background? How did you... Uh, run across psilocybin and why is it important enough to you to, uh, you know, to make a website on it and a business? I would say my background is I'm a human that always knew there was more than what meets the eye. And I've spent my life seeking for kind of the secret to life. So my gears have always turned around spiritual aspects and then um, figuring out how to expand consciousness so we can evolve and become a more advanced society as a whole. So that's kind of the motor behind what I do. And with psilocybin, um, we're getting into a phase of consciousness expansion right now where we're able to utilize certain substances to kind of expand our own awareness, which then gives us different beliefs and viewpoints, which then changes our actions, which then changes the world. So psilocybin and other psychedelic substances, including cannabis, have a, have a really cool role that they're playing right now of mind expansion. And for me, it was, um, it was a part of my path of finding the unity in all things and being able to share that with other people with tangible experiences. I know that um, MDMA and, you know, various... Uh compounds are in uh, clinical trials psilocybin where is it at i know like ketamine made it all the way through which is great but how far along is it in the clinical trial yeah we're getting far um canada is doing some really cool depression anxiety clinical trials there's also stuff in canada for end of life um, legalities where if your life is ending you know that you can use psilocybin therapy I know Oregon and Santa Cruz, um, Denver, Oakland, they've decriminalized it. So there's, it's kind of like cannabis was in 1999 in California. Um, people are handing out microdoses, talking about it. I know that there's also larger companies patenting certain elements of the psilocybin, kind of stripping it down and finding what element they want to use for therapy. In terms of it coming out to the mainstream and being something where we can read consistent reports, I don't think we've gotten that far yet, but the trials are happening. Oh, that's really good news. Yeah, I've, I saw a documentary about, um, you know, people that had end-stage cancer and, you know, they had like uh, one or two guided trips and then they, didn't, they, didn't, they weren't afraid of dying and, mm -hmm. and it was a tremendous boon for them, which was really great. Yeah. I think I watched that same doc. It was pretty cool. Oh. Yeah, it is really cool. Yeah. So what's, um, what's your role in all this? What, what have you decided? Um, my role is on, it's on the trippy side. I am based in quantum physics, and I've studied a lot of Nassim Harriman's work. Um, so a lot of what I've come to is 
I have psychic capabilities just like everyone else has. And um, a vision came to me while I was on a psilocybin journey and I got to meet the spirit host of psilocybin. So basically in the, in the scene world, you know, with our eyes and the 3D, we see objects and we think that they're hard, but everything is energy. And when it comes to animals and plants, all of those beings also have spirit forms to them. So psilocybin itself has a community of spirits that works through the medicine, which is what kind of transforms and expands people's consciousness. So I had a vision one day on a mushroom trip where these beings came to me and they were talking to me about how mainstream people like in my community i'm in a cannabis community so i would say we live alternative ways of living but for mainstream people that are doing nine to five jobs that are starting to realize stress is king in that world and people are chasing money there's a soullessness in that world and i think people are waking up to that so the vision was really primarily based on how can we get this mind expanding information to those people not to the people that are used to psilocybin and not to the people that are used to cannabis, but to the people that think it's crazy, you know, and really start giving them seeds to start expanding. Because in my view of this world, we're all connected. It's, it's a unified field. So whatever someone is attuned to or not attuned to, it matters to me. So the vision came through and what they were saying was, we're going we're gonna to share with you why we're here and we want you to write a book about it. And then we also want you to trademark the word psilocybin so that you can have a branded product in the market. You can create tidal waves of excitement and you can bypass the laws that have been put into place to block this information from getting to mainstream consumers, which hence blocks their expansion of consciousness on the level of psilocybin. So, well, um, you, um, you know, you've, you've used it yourself, but have you uh, sat and interviewed or hung out with people that are, uh, going on an experience and firsthand saw what was happening or felt mm -hmm. what was happening or experienced it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have. Um, I've held space for a few, a few circles and it's a, it's a very colorful experience. Every single person has something different to go through to get to that place where they feel whole again. So it's very colorful. And, you know, some people's journeys can look like, laughing and feeling joy and bliss and just getting to have an experience where bliss is all they know and letting that imprint carry with them into their, you know, once they sober up, carry that in their consciousness that that's even available. And then some people have some really dark memories from their past that they're going to have to face and transmute in order to get to those blissful feelings. So it's a, like, you know, any kind of a spectrum that's available in terms of the emotional human experience can come through. Well, in, in doing that and holding space and being there, like anything happened that really surprised you or you just, it was just a confirmation of what you already have felt or experienced yourself. I would say, um, I, I consciously take the witness role and <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think everything surprises me because I'm just naturally curious. So, you know, pe the depth of people's emotions, I don't know if surprise is the right word, but it fulfills me to see people really go to the depth of themselves and experience something like this super fully. It's kind of like soul food for me. 
So in that cool. thread, it's, it's, it's very fulfilling, surprising. Um, not so much anymore. Maybe, you know, maybe if I was playing this role and I was 20 years old, I would say, yeah, I would probably would have been ex surprised by some of the experiences I've witnessed, but I feel a little seasoned now. So, um, not super surprised. Is there any person's experience, either your own or someone else's that you witnessed or experienced that just like, I don't know, it really affected you in a good way or just amazed you? <laughs> I love that question. Um, honestly, that the, 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 mo the moment in time where the spirits came to me while I was on mushrooms alone on my deck, that was the most kind of earth shaking experience I've had because I never really conceptualized that there would be spiritual beings attached to this medicine. And to see them in energetic form and feel them and then spend three weeks writing a book with them. Um, that was, that was intense. Like the book is about love. Like they're here, their mission here is to spread more love, but I did not experience love when I was writing the book. Every chapter has a different, it has a different component of a teaching. And for me to be able to channel the teaching, I had to go through that experience of the teaching before I could write it. And so I felt like I was in a blender for three weeks, like going through emotional upheavals and insights and transformation is, is being stripped of what you think you know about yourself. So just a series of mini deaths, you know, and getting really comfortable with change. Um, that to me was probably the most shaking experience. I remember when the, when the book got finished, it was almost like I didn't reread it for about three weeks. I had someone editing it for the spelling and stuff. And then when I reread it, I didn't even recognize it. I was like, holy shit, like I wrote this? Like this came out of me? It was crazy. I guess you get you get a sense to yourself, girl. You tripping? And you were. <laughs> I was tripping, girl. You were tripping. Yeah. <laughs> well, what happens? So you had a particular experience, and then you just had this like. Uh, I know you had to write this book right away and get it all out in, in three weeks. Yeah, it was. Um, it was right when COVID lockdown happened in California. So. I had my journey like end of February, which I always kind of try and do a deep dive around my birthday. My birthday's in February. And then the COVID lockdown came. And um, I, you know, I have so many projects and White Fox is growing so fast that I, I wasn't really motivated to write another book or start another company. To me, that felt like a, too, too heavy on my already full bandwidth. So it was, um, it was a surprise, but but if you're a soul traveler and you're here to discover the depth of your own soul, then when you have a vision, you, you can't turn away from it. Like you, parts of you will start to die if you deny what you saw. So there's almost not a choice. You know what I mean? So what, have, what do you, I'm sure you put this into the book, but either people that have read the book have given you comments or, yeah. I mean, what, what's the most important thing if you boil down the book? as a teaser to get people to read the whole thing, things that you've discovered that you've been taught by psilocybin. What, what messages have come to you so strongly that you have to tell people and they're the most important things? Love, especially right now, love. Um, if people don't know Nassim Harriman, he's a unified physics person. He's incredible. He, he has scientifically proven everything that I saw and discovered through this journey, which is why I love him, because then you get the science grounding 
into how this works on a mechanical level instead of just the ethereal, this is what I saw and felt. And so basically what came through was love. And love is literally the answer to everything, but not just like, so, be, so we're looking at the picture of the world right now. There's people picking red, there's people picking blue. There's people saying Corona's real, there's people saying there's not. There's division. Everyone can feel the strength of the division. When you enter into this realm of the love that they shared with me, you actually vibrate higher and above the contrast that's going on in the world. And you get to see how divinely put together everything already is, which makes you emanate love. And that's evolution. So if you look at how we were living and working with each other in the 1900s, and you take a little snapshot in your head right now what that looked like, and then you fast forward to 2020 and you look at how much we've evolved our cell phones, our Wi-Fi, our ability to communicate with people in India in two seconds. You're like, we've evolved, right? So then you take that picture and you say, okay, well, what's next? What's the next 10 years? Because not only are we evolving, but we're evolving quicker and quicker and quicker. So instead of it being a hundred year gap for that type of evolution, now we can just say, what's the next 10 years? And that will equal what the past hundred years has brought us. And where we're going is a level of consciousness that rises above the contrast experience here on earth. And it creates a unified field of knowing that we are all intrinsically connected. So if you say you pick, you're telling me the coronavirus is real, I have to wear a mask. And I'm telling you, I actually don't believe I have to wear a mask because I don't fear anything. We're separated. But if you have that opinion and I look at you with love and I say, it's so beautiful that you have an opinion. I'm looking at your soul and I'm feeling love. And then you look at me and you say, it's so beautiful you have an opinion. I'm looking at you and I'm feeling love. We have just risen ab above the three-dimensional realm of contrast. Some things are seen, some things are not seen. And we're entering into the fifth-dimensional realm of we're above that now. We have evolved past contrast, past conflict, past war. And now we're entering into a higher technology of living, which is I'm aware that my thoughts affect my reality. I'm aware that how I talk to you and treat you affects myself. And I choose love over war. I choose love over hate. I choose love over thinking I'm right, you're wrong. We've emotionally matured. We've spiritually evolved. There's all kinds of components going on that are kickstarting people into feeling these types of opinions. Well, I mean, I don't know. It'd be nice to feel that, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if the other person would reciprocate so quickly, but you know, yeah. as long as you're trying that, that's good. That's a better thing. <laughs> Thanks, man. So uh, I guess down to the um, bolts, what is uh, White Fox about? What kind of products are you uh, offering? If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. White Fox is, um, it affects the physical body. So I have tinctures and topicals that are work with anxiety, depression, body pain, strain, muscle strain. I have, um, a lot of my products are infused with full spectrum CBD, but nothing stands alone as CBD. Everything has a multiple different herbs with it for specific intentions. So I treat anxiety and depression, um, help people get off coffee with natural uppers like adaptogenic herbs and CBD, help people deal with chronic pain and um, 
you know, severe insomnia, kind of like helping people with the physical, but my viewpoint is always coming from the spiritual. So White Fox also has a lot of workshops and teachings around how do you train your mind while you're treating your body? Because if you have a negative mindset and you're trying to heal your physical, you're, you're really getting in your own way. So a lot of what Western medicine has excelled at, which is really beautiful, is treating the physical body. And that is amazing. And it's a great foundation. But if we don't include the mental and the emotional and the spiritual aspects, we're not going to be able to get where we truly want to go with our health goal. So White Fox is a, a company platform that is pretty much holding a, holding a space for all the bodies. Why do you think that um, traditional medicine, traditional nutrition, et cetera, seems to be, uh, you know, for so long has pushed back on things like psilocybin and, you know, other substances? <laughs> you want my honest Demoni truth? Demonize <laughs> them. Yeah. Why, why, okay. You know, it loves uh, the answer and stuff. I mean, you know, love, yeah. love doesn't seem to be happening at all. Right. Really? So um, I, that's, you just, you named it. Love doesn't seem to be happening. There's people that got in the 1900s, the scientists of that day, they looked at the universe, they saw machines and they said, there's a, there's a machine, the universe is made out of machines, there's a cause and effect, which means there's a win and a lose. And then we go into entropy and then everything dies. And when you look at the universe and you think of the universe with that mindset, it's depressing. And so you think, okay, well, I'm not here that long. I better get what's mine and screw that dude because I want to have a good life and I'm only here once. And what, what that does is it creates a motivation for money and it creates a motivation for um, dominance. It's a masculine energy that's out of balance. Masculine energy is beautiful when it's in balance with the feminine, but if it's solely about money and power, then you get medical systems that are controlled by money and power, which is what we're seeing right now. It's devoid of love and it's devoid of soul. And because of that, they don't want to include these other aspects because it would take money out of their bank accounts. They're very hyper aware. I mean, we can't, we can't go into a doctor right now and have them treat us and they don't even bring up nutrition. They don't bring up, you know, mental, emotional stress levels. They're not talking about yoga or meditation or how much we're in nature, or how much we're on our phone. If they're not including that into the diagnosis, they're literally just driven by a money machine. And we got to be real about that. That's what's going on. There's a, there's a dollar sign on the medical industry. They want you to stay sick. They want you to buy their pills. They're living on private jets, getting fed grapes, and that's their life. And they don't want that to change. They've been swept away by the dollar sign. They're devoid of love and they're devoid of soul, but they have huge bank accounts. And what me and people like me are saying is that's not sustainable. You know, thank you for trying. And now let's redistribute the wealth and let's include health and wellness into something that actually serves the entire globe. So are you, are you in a place locally where you're able to offer um, psilocybin in your products or is that just, uh, that's not here yet? Yeah, yeah. Where I'm at, it's decriminalized. So um, I can offer microdose, microdose lines. I don't feel like, I personally don't feel like the mainstream is ready to just be selling, you know, like five grams, 10 grams. I think microdoses are really appropriate as a starting point. It's a lot more substantial medicine than cannabis. So it's not like just anyone can eat a gram and have a beneficial experience. If you don't have a safe container and you don't have someone teaching you about how to integrate what you learned 
there's, there's a high chance of it not being um, beneficial. So I, I, what I'm advocating for is let's go really slow. That's what the book's about. Let's teach people about how to do this safely. Let's teach people about the benefits and fully educate them before they even have their first experience. And then maybe let's microdose them at first so they can start training themselves with these higher states of consciousness instead of just getting blasted open and then not having a community to hold them and integrate their experience. I was, I was, as you say, blasted open, but it was like 20 years ago. <laughs> you were. <laughs> but I've, yeah, once, but I was thought about, I thought about, uh, it was a crazy experience. Um, it was amazing, mm -hmm. but uh, it's been a long time. So I thought about, uh, you know, checking it out again. But uh, with microdosing, what, uh, how much is that that people would have and what does it do for them to microdose? Mm -hmm. So a microdose, my style is one-tenth of a gram of psilocybin per capsule, but then I blend in with other adaptogenic herbs and other fungi for a very specific effect. And the effect that I'm going for is love, which means that the adaptogenic herbs and the fungus that are also included with the psilocybin they help to build new neural networks in the brain. So when you have a thought, you're, you have an electrical impulse running through your brain and it's on a track. And if you have a repetitive negative thought, you kind of build a groove into that track, which means that if you have anxiety or depression or something like that, you've built some grooves in your brain. And instead of having a different thought that makes you feel happiness or at peace, you're hitting repeat on that thought. So the whole point is, is to have this medicine go in and expand your consciousness, which means you're going to get new neural net, new neural pathways in your brain light up, which gives you an opportunity to have a new perspective on your situation, have a new emotion felt in your body. And when psilocybin is combined with cacao, which is one of my ingredients in my microdose, it activates creativity and it activates love. So whenever we're in the left side of our brain, we're kind of like critical thinking, we're in our masculine energy, we're going to get something. Whenever we're in the right side of our brain, we're in love and we're in cre creation. So this really feeds the right side of the brain, but it also creates a balance between the right and the left. And then it drops into the heart. When I take these microdose capsules, um, I feel intrinsically connected with everything around me, like nature. Like I feel like I can hear the heartbeat of the earth and I can hear birds chirping from like, a mile away and I just, my spidey sense is electrified to nature and I feel entrained with that, which has an effect of me feeling whole, home, joyful, peaceful. Uh, my brain, like my, the quickness of my thoughts gets very, very razor sharp and my creativity and a bit of availability of creating like a new idea for a marketing campaign or something feels like it's on steroids. So cool. it's a really, it's a really cool next level effect. And a lot of the people that have been taking these capsules now, you know, for a few months, they're off their antidepressants. They're, it's like, it's so word of mouth, like wildfire word of mouth of like, Oh my God, you know, girl, did you hear about this? I'm off my Lexapro. These are amazing. Like I'm having sex with my boyfriend all the time. Like life just went <laughs> way up. So um, I think people have been, submerged in thinking that life is shit and and then and then they think that that's okay and then they live in that space but it doesn't have to be that way yeah no that's true so um i don't know it was, uh, 
I was just thinking, you said you combine various adaptogens and herbs um, mm. to modulate how the trip is. So have you discovered, you know, like formulas or recipes if you want to have a certain kind of trip versus another mm-hmm. that you can uh, guide people in that direction? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I channel a lot of my formulas, which means like I, I get visions and I get impulses of knowings of how much of which substance to add in to which blend for which effect. My, my actual process is very ethereal, but I'm very grounded and I execute everything in the 3D world. But then the effect that people have is very expansive and ethereal. Um, the, what we're gonna do with the trademark, just to clarify, I did trademark the word psilocybin, but it's not a traditional trademark with the TM. We don't own the word. We have a supplemental register, which means the R with the little circle, which means anyone can use the word psilocybin and we have no right to sue anybody. I didn't do this because I wanted ownership. I did this because I wanted to open a door for other people to access this information because I think the laws are total bullshit. So with that, with that thought, um, the point was to be able to use the word psilocybin as a brand name, which means I can have a physical product. This is what we're going to get into making next in the next, um, next year is creating a line of psilocybin chocolates where there's going to be three different blends. One will be for heart, love, creativity. One will be for vitality and physical stamina. And then one will be for opening your vision center, which is your third eye center. So, There'll be different herbs and fungus in each chocolate blend. There will be zero psilocybin in the actual jars of chocolate, but the brand name on the label will be psilocybin. And that's what we got the trademark for. And that means that I can go to Safeway and I can go to Whole Foods and I can go to whatever regular store and say, would you like to distribute this for me? And then when the mainstream consumer goes in and they say, what is this? It says psilocybin. Is there psilocybin in this? And it's like, no, there actually isn't. And they buy the jar and they take it home. A bunch of things can happen from there, right? We just opened a portal from them. If they decide to start doing research, they just start expanding their consciousness and learning what this can do from them. The other part that's super magical, which has been experienced and proven already with some of our trial runs, people actually trip from eating the chocolate, even though there's no psilocybin in there. And that's the power of placebo. And we're getting a 40% feedback of people having psychedelic experiences on the chocolate. And I think that's been part of my apprehension for releasing it is because I don't want to get arrested. People are going to be testing it and like, you must have, you know, you must have spiked the tea, but it's like, I didn't. The power of your mind did. And this is the next level of evolution I've been talking about. It's like there's a lot yeah, but of if this, right. If you, if you have it lab tested and it's fine, there's nothing in it. I mean, they'll release I guess maybe it. you still could have a problem, but yeah, it's, it's a dance right now. I'm, I'm moving low and slow just because of the state of the world. And I don't feel like having a spotlight on me right now, but the, the opportunity to show people the power of their mind is massive with this project. And, you know, once the blends are perfected and we're ready to release them into the mainstream, it's, it's going to make waves. You know, when I got the trademark, the news drove to my house. <laughs> the news oh, really? guys wow. came to my house. They came right. into my living room and set up cameras and they're like, we got to interview you. And it was a trip. It's like, you know, the amount of um, press around this could be so big that it, you know, it takes 
it takes it takes the housewife from North Dakota who's never heard of psilocybin and it makes her wonder, well, how else could my life be better? And once someone has that curiosity and they ask that question, their whole world changes. And that's all I want. I want people to start asking those questions. I want the people that have been sad and depressed and hating their life to realize it doesn't have to be that way. And there's tools now to help get people into these levitated states. I guess you, you could act as kind of like a smoke shop in a way. I mean, what, here's what I mean by this. So if you make these blends and you say like, you know, I don't even know if you could say, but if somehow, you know, you ran across some psilocybin and you put it into this already prepared mixture, you know, we didn't, but you would, um, mm -hmm. then you'd be likely to have a, a trip that where you're very calm or you're, mm -hmm. again, like you said, it uh, opened up your creativity or, Mm -hmm. It made you feel love, you know, like these blends that you're making, mm -hmm. again, they modulate the effects of a trip. Mm -hmm. So you're not providing the psilocybin itself, but you're providing the adjunct that would, uh, that would make the trip the way the person wanted it. Yeah. You just, that's hundred percent correct. Yeah. That's the other facet of the, the chocolate tool is that they can take it home and they can add their own psilocybin dose to the chocolate and they will be able to steer their ship into an experience that they desire for sure. That's totally a part of it. And we, we do talk about how to do that in the book. I talk about the chocolate blends and how you can add your own supplemented psilocybin at home and, and steer your own ship. What happens if I'm, if I'm microdosing and I have a certain blend versus me having like, you know, a gram and a certain blend or three grams and a certain blend? Do the blends work no matter the amount you take or do you have to change them as you take more? That's a good question. Um, the blends work no matter what dose you take, but the felt effect, like if you take a gram with the blend, it's, it's a blast off. It's, it's a blast off. It's not like you can go to work that day. You're going to have to stay home and have an experience and you'll probably have to have a, a day after that, that day to integrate. That's what I would suggest. I would suggest a week after to integrate after a gram. If you go up to three grams, it's, you know, you could be, you could be having a good time for almost 10, 12 hours. So what microdose allows you to do is maintain your regular work day, but in a, a more empowered state, a more smart state, a more quick state, um, a more loving state. So the microdose is about integrating it into your daily life without having that, you know, um, being incapacitated basically. Uh, I got you. I just wondered again that, uh, you know, for, Larger doses, is the effect the same with this, uh, you know, these, uh, these blends? And do you have to change the blend in order to accommodate a higher uh, dose so that it works properly? I see what you're or saying. Or can you only get, let's, you know, there may be a blend that does nothing at the microdose stage, but for some reason, if you go above a gram, now the blend really takes effect or it takes effect in a different way. That's why I'm wondering. Yeah. I could see, I could see certain herbs there. There's definitely a handful of herbs that would fit into the category of what you're speaking about for sure. Um, and it generally, yeah, something for you to experiment with, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. You're totally right. It's kind of like tweaking and getting much more finite with it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah. Well, very cool. So what, What's the best way for people to, uh, I mean, can they order the, they could order the chocolate off of these states or like at what stage are you at with it? 
Um, we currently don't have it available online yet. Um, when it is available, it'll be at psilocybinchocolate.com. You can buy the book right now at um, whitefoxnectars.com. That's my herbal wellness well website. It's also on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble and all that stuff. Um, the microdose. And the book's called what? The book's called Psilocybin Transmissions. Okay, got it. Yeah, and if people want the microdoses, they can reach out to me directly through the White Fox Nectars line, and we'll see where they live, and we'll see how appropriate it is. Um, yeah, to see if that's going to happen. But the chocolate, I would expect. I'm actually in the middle of kind of transitioning into a new facility. So I think the chocolate will, will be delayed another three months and then we'll be launching it into mainstream. Okay. Well, very cool. Yeah. Scarlett, anything else you want me to ask you that, you know, we haven't talked about? No, I think that's awesome. I just want to say thank you to you. I love your podcast and I love your, what you're doing and who you're interviewing. And I get a lot out of um, the platform you set up. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And thank yeah. you for coming on the podcast, too. Thanks, man. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.